Hello and welcome to the podcast Research in Leadership in Schools and Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. I hope that you will gain knowledge to your leadership practice or leadership research from the interview that I will present to you today. So today I am here in Copenhagen in Denmark and I am at Aarhus University at DPU, Danish Pedagogical University School, we could say, something like that. And with me is uh, Dr. Anne-Mai Nilsson. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Johannes. Yeah, and today, NY, we are going to talk something about that the teacher has to be aware of uh, what happens to himself in a relation to his um, pupils. And uh, yeah, you start yourself often in your talks uh, with uh, a report which was conducted by the Danish Clearinghouse for Educational Research. And they have found out that there were three uh, competences mm-hmm. uh, that a teacher needs in our modern contempor- contemporary time. Could you maybe talk a little bit about these three uh, uh, competences? Well, yes. Um, it was a research-based review of um, studies that gave knowledge about what do the teachers do uh, that pays off mm. by making the students um, having very good um, assessments and uh, being able to thrive well and uh, have a good sort of um, social relationships with each other in school. Mm. And what the study, uh, the, the main result, it was that the, the good teachers, they are able to work with didactical competence, mm-hmm. with um, classroom management competence, and with what was labeled relational competence. And this last part of it, the relational competence, it has to do with the ability to to take good care of the students, um, to build good relationships with the students and to act what is very often called socio-emotionally competent. Mm. Um, this study, it was, um, it was published in 2008, and since then there has been a lot of new studies in the field focusing on what is called in Danish relational competence. Mm. There is this interest in it because um, as school everyday life has turned out to be in our present society, um, there are very very nice ideas actually about inclusion. Mm. The school should be able to include every student and the teacher then should be able to be competently relating to a lot of different children with a lot of different backgrounds and competences and very often also special needs. And that means that the diversity in the classroom has grown. 
So in a way, it has been increasingly difficult to do what is pointed out as important if you want to work socio-emotionally competent. Mm. Or in some studies, it's called will mindfulness in relation to the students in order to create a nice and comforting and thriving, supporting classroom climate. And these studies in the field, in a way they are highly relevant and at the same time we has to be aware of the fact that when you focus on a topic like this, you may end up with compilations of new demands for the teachers, lots of new things they should be able to, to do and how they ought to act in situations that are unpredictable, that are changing in the everyday life mm. of school. Well, therefore, I've been interested in what is going on in these kind of situations. Mm. What is it possible for the teacher to become aware of in the, the interaction, in the encounter with single students or with students in class? And as the teacher becomes aware of what is going on, what is it possible for the teacher to change? Mm. I think we need knowledge about that, mm. otherwise we could end up <laughs> having a lot of very different demands mm. for the good enough teacher, yeah. but not really good ways um, to learn about these kind of competences mm. or qualifications. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, you say that one of the competences from the evaluation, uh, the, the Danish clearinghouse, was uh, relational competences. But, but you prefer actually to phrase it differently. So you don't want to, as I hear it, talk about relations. And I've just heard a talk which you gave, where you talk more. We could call it that you talk about the teachers need to have an awareness of embodied responsivity. Why don't why don't you just say relations? <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, it's the it's the concept of competences that I think um, may be problematic, because when we speak of competences, it can be understood as something you just need to be able to every time a situation mm. occur, occur in which it could be relevant. As if the teacher sort of owns a specific kind of tool that mm. could be just used mechanically every time a situation occur in which it is relevant. Mm. But encounters, personal encounters and social situations, they are never like they were before and you cannot predict them. Um, you, need, you need in a way to be able to wonder what is going on. In, and in a way it's the opposite thing that to know that now I'm just going to use this or that tool. Mm. You need to wonder and to try to find out what is relevant to do. And in a way it is um, a wandering process where you need to in a way study, but not not in a specific kind mm. of study, but, but but to try to be aware of what seems to be important for the other one or the other persons. Mm. Now, as I gave the talk, for example, 
everybody had just had lunch, right? Mm. So everybody was also a bit tired. And I could just have continued talking, but it was an opportunity to respond to the kind of tiredness I experienced from the audience. Mm. And then I could just make a break and we just had some bodily movement. Mm. And for a while people were awake again. And then it happens again, of course, because... (laughs) (laughs) It was just after lunch. (laughs) Yes, it was just after lunch. And it was just to to sit quietly. It's very difficult to keep being aware. Every teacher knows that, that you have to make some kind of variation in your teaching. But you also need to be aware of what seems to be relevant when within the kind of repertoire that you can um, put into practice. Mm. So that's why I think that instead of speaking of competences, we should either find better concepts or we should be very much aware of how do we define competence. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and then you gave this wonderful example with you just giving the lecture that you could sense the audience was a bit tired after lunch. And you also talk about that a teacher has to be aware of what is happening to his or her pupils. But is it also that the teacher has to be aware of what happens to herself and himself? Yes, very. Op- there has been a long tradition where uh, the ambition was for the teacher to be better to find out what is the perspective of the child or the student. But in situations where we encounter each other, we cannot sort of place ourselves outside the situation. We are parts of the situation, and we are we are as embodied beings we are in the same shared situation. And in that situation, our, our ability to sense what is going on is also a shared ability. Hmm. So in one way, it is possible to have some kind of impression of what is going on if you are aware of your own embodied being hmm. in the situation. Yeah. We can never know exactly what it's like to be the other person. That's not possible. But by being aware of what is going on in me, when I encounter you, I can keep myself, well, in a way, being consciously aware to still wonder, to still be aware. Well, how how do you respond? How does the student respond to me or the class or the group? And what happens when I change a bit in my articulation or expression? Do I make them look more more, uh, attentive? Or do they seem to sort of have this blank surface on their faces as if this is really not relevant for them? Sometimes it's quite subtle changes, right? And therefore you need to, as a professional working with, with other human beings, you need to, to be able to, not just be able from out of nowhere, you need to practice in, in order to be better at this awareness of your own sensory responsivity to the other. Mm. 
And, and when we talk about being aware of what is happening in our own bodies, it, it's not like a deep psychological uh, psychoanalysis way of thinking. This is more like, uh, what shall we say, a here and now, being aware of the situation. Yes, it, it's not for the professional to be totally occupied with what is going on in, in him or herself. That's not the, the directedness or the intention with this kind of um, awareness. It's in order to be consciously aware of what is going on in the encounter. Mm. So, it, and, and well, you, you might also argue, then don't we absorb ourselves in sensory impressions and lose all kinds of grips of direction or um, t topics in the in the school in the classroom mathematics or whatever but in a way if we are able to have this conscious awareness of what is going on in the encounter and we also intentionally work towards a shared interest in the topic, hmm. then that's that's how we can make the situation move in a certain direction. Hmm. And and uh, yeah, so we are talking about this talk that you just gave. So you you made us when we were very tired to do some exercises with uh, clapping our own body. Uh, and and I know you talk about people being more aware of what's happening in their body. Do you think this is a contemporary issue we are facing? I'm just thinking with all the technology we have and with all the flow of words we constantly live in. So maybe kind of in this time, in this age, we have a call as humans to remember that we are bodily <laughs> persons. <laughs> oh, that's a very, very good question. One thing is the, in a way, the the total, the totality of the existential situation in the contemporary society. Mm. And when we take that very large perspective, we may very well lose time and space to just sense what it is like to be existing. And in order to have the opportunity to slow down and to rest, to have restitution opportunities, mm. then we need to, in a way, break the pace um, and the acceleration that is going on everywhere. Mm and some kind of very simple practices are ways to do that. Mm -hmm. That's what people do when they practice meditation or they practice yoga or they have a run every morning mm. where they can sort of dwell in a certain kind of movement, mm. not in order to be better than yesterday, yeah. but simply to sense the body. Mm. So, in a way, that's one kind of quality that is important still to keep to keep in contact wow. with. We are able to transport ourselves in vehicles without moving anything but a few fingers and a few toes. <laughs> wow. And to feel vivid, we need to, ex to experience the body. Wow. 
all the body movements. Yeah. So in a way, that's that's one kind of quality in what you're pointing at, mm. an important important life quality. Without that, it can be very difficult to be aware of what is happening for you and me when we meet. Mm. Um, and then on the other hand, there is this rising demands from a lot of impressions, like the tablets, the phones, um, music in your ears, wherever you go, um, a lot of chats on different uh, platforms. Mm. So in a way, you can stay restless and you can you are able to be kept um, awake or aware in a very focused way mm. where you need to respond to specific um, um, specific calls or specific um, situations and it is expected by yourself and and the people you interact with that you respond in specific ways. That kind of um, total and every time being actively directed towards lots of things going on in the world mm. is counterproductive to or is sort of... Um, eroding the ability to stay calm and to feel relaxed and to be able to be open and wondering of what is going on mm. with another person, a group of persons or our mutual situation. Mm. And I know that you have taken this further so with some colleagues as a part of a teacher training you have tried in some courses to train student teachers to become aware of how they uh, feel themselves and how they use their awareness on what is happening in the situation with uh, with their pupils but if we then take the leadership perspective this is a podcast on leadership so if a school principal or school head teacher wants to train his staff, his teachers, to be more aware of themselves and their pupils in the situation, what do you think it's important for the school teacher to emphasize? Well, yes, the, the very difficult thing about this is that in a way the school um, principal, she or he needs to be aware of that kind of situation Herself. processing yes <sighs> and in order to be able to invite other persons to join that kind of approach you need to be able to invite for it hmm. you cannot just demand another person to be mindfully aware of what you're doing or saying you need to be in a way mindfully aware yourself hmm. So it starts with the principal himself or herself, and, yes. and, 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 and he or she has to uh, walk the talk yes. first. Yes, that, that's necessary. And then, of course, there might be um, outer demands that makes it very, very difficult to do 
if it's for example not possible to have time to have joint meetings with a staff group mm. then it's very difficult to create a mutual understanding of something as important so of course there is something about the conditions in which we live but if you want to invite people to become more aware of what is going on um, in not only themselves but themselves in the situations mm. um, then it's it's necessary that you can show the how it can be done and you can at best you can guide some practices in which you can try it practice it get supervision in what you're experiencing and how you can handle it hmm. take care of it yeah. uh, we are actually getting close to the end uh, <laughs> the time is running very quickly uh, if uh, some of my listeners want to kind of dig into this issue do you have any English uh, publication on this issue yes if they want to find some of the things I have written or co-written then the easiest thing is simply to look for my name and then when you find on your um, searching machine mm -hmm. my full name Anna Mai Nilsson Aarhus University um, research then you you go in there and you will be able to find a list of publications on the homepage yeah And to our English listeners, there are a few, yes. two, three, maybe. Yes, there are a few articles in there. Yeah. Um, or there are um, titles of books in which I have an article. Oh. Yeah. And especially for my Danish, Norwegian, Swedish, Faroese listeners, there's a lot of stuff in Danish. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening to the podcast Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. I hope you have enjoyed the interview and that you have gained some new insights into leadership. I hope that you will listen to the other podcasts in this series. A new podcast is being published on the first of every month. You are also welcome to join us on Facebook. There is a group called Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. If you just type in the name of the podcast in the search field in Facebook, you will find the group. Once again, thanks for listening and bye-bye.